See Tom Run, a free podcast of the novel by Scott Wittenberg, narrated by the author. For more information on this and other novels by the author, please visit scottwittenberg.com. Chapter 9 Tom awoke with a start. An instant later, he heard a crash and felt shards of glass fall into his lap. Before he could react, he heard the click of a door lock and saw the jeep's interior bathed in light as the driver's side door suddenly swung open. In an instant, huge hands clawed at his chest, pulling him up and out of his jeep. His heart beating like a jackhammer, Tom could see the face of his captor in the dim light of the jeep. The face was young, about eighteen or so, and a grimy gray. The boy pulled Tom onto his feet, while another youth came out of nowhere and punched him in the gut. "'Look what we have here, mates! Another intruder to our domain!' Tom crouched forward from the blow long enough for a knee to uppercut his jaw. His head went backward as he reeled in pain. "'Jesus Christ!' he wailed. "'What the hell?' His first captor held him in a full Nelson from behind and spat into his ears. "'Now, matey, there'll be no words from you now!' Tom got a good look at the other adversary as he stood there leering at Tom, brandishing what looked to be a three-foot-long iron bar. This boy was also young, maybe sixteen or so, tall, lanky, and black. That is unless you want to feel some more pain from this, the black youth cried, drawing the bar back menacingly. Tom instinctively tried to raise his arms to protect himself, but the grip on them was too great. Nice wheels you got there, another voice said. Tom spotted a third youth who had been standing in the shadows. He was white, stocky, and not quite as tall as the other boys. "'This is the first jeep we've seen,' he added. "'Say you're right, Bummer,' the boy with the English accent replied. "'We can go anywhere in this thing.' four wheel drive, motherfucker!' Bummer exclaimed. "'Let's see what he has inside for us. Hoops, you check it out. And why don't you cuff our guest so he doesn't get any wise ideas, Bum?' "'Got it, chappy,' stocky boy replied. As the black youth boarded the jeep and poked around, Bummer came over to Tom, pulled a pair of handcuffs from his back pocket, and cuffed Tom while the other boy held him. The stench emanating from Bummer was unbearable, a disgusting mix of sweat, alcohol, and human excrement. Tom nearly gagged. There now, that should keep you under control. So tell us your name, bloke. No sense of being a stranger, Chappie chirped. Tom, Tom Grayson. Well, Tommy boy, it's a pleasure to meet you. Allow me to introduce you to the troops here. This is Bummer, and that's Hoops in there casing out your ride. Tom's jaw was pounding as he stood there before his captors. What do you plan on doing, he managed to say. Chappie laughed heartily, a sort of girlish giggle. Did you hear that, blokes? Tommy boy here wants to know our plans. Bummer snickered moronically. That's a laugh and a half. Chappie stood directly in front of Tom, smiled, and pulled out a long-barreled pistol, the kind that Dirty Harry used. He pointed the gun directly at Tom's forehead and pulled back the hammer. Tom froze, his heart in his throat. This is it, he thought. I'm afraid our plan is to kill you and take your wheels, Tommy boy. So why don't you make your final request before I blow your brains out? But make it quick. We've got other things to do. Why? Why are you going to shoot me? I haven't done anything to you, he pleaded. Chappie giggled again. Oh, but you have, Tommy boy. You've done something very bad. You have busted into our fair town without an invitation. And that just isn't a happening thing, is it, Hoops? Hoops had joined them, holding Tom's eye book and cell phone up for everyone to see. Definitely not happening, dude. 
Check it out, man. An iBook and a phone. Pretty good shit, eh? Not bad. Any juice in that computer, Tommy? Tom replied weakly, his voice cracking. I think so. Excellent. I'll say one last thing before we say our goodbyes, matey. You've brought us some damn good shit here. I mean, a fucking Jeep, a phone, and a Mac. Absolutely awesome. Tom wished he could share in the joy of their spoils, but couldn't. All he could do was stare at the forty-four Magnum pointing at him and wait to make Chappie's day. Hoop said, The Jeep won't turn over, Chappie. Something's screwed up. Screw it. We'll come back later when it's light and see if we can get it running. At least we've got the pewter and a phone. And for that, we thank you very kindly, Tommy. In fact, I think I'll grant you one final request for all these wonderful contributions. What would you fancy, Tommy boy? Pizza? A beer? Or maybe you'd like to give us all a blowjob? Hey, hey, what do you say, Tommy boy? Chappie taunted. Yeah, a blowjob. Come on, Tommy. Let's make that your final request. Bummer shrieked. All three boys laughed in unison. Tom's head was spinning wildly as he tried to figure a way out of the situation. He could make a run for it, but he knew he wouldn't get far with that loaded forty-four in Chappie's hand. But what if he wanted to kick it out of his hand? Was it possible? Gotta stall longer. Gotta think this through. Uh, I hate to disappoint you boys, but a beer is actually sounding like a better choice. Tom finally said, forcing a smile. Hoops got right up into Tom's face. What the hell makes you think you got a choice, Tommy boy? You didn't think we was really going to let you choose your final request, did you? Chappie shook his head slowly and said, I'm afraid Hoops is right, Tommy. In case you haven't already guessed, we are calling the shots here, and you are just going to have to do whatever we decide on. So what's it going to be, mates? Shall we give this man a beer, or let him suck our weenies? The other two looked at one another, snickered, and shouted in unison, Weenies! Tom felt his heart sink and his blood boil. He would rather be shot. In a flash, he kicked the magnum out of Chappie's hand. The gun went flying into the air. Before it touched the ground, Tom was twenty yards away, running for his life. Catch him, lads! Tom heard Chappie holler from behind. He never looked back as he sprinted east down 34th Street. He heard a deafening shot ring out and a bullet ricochet off a nearby wall as he ran with all his might toward the store with the broken window. Although it was pitch dark, he knew to stay on the right side of the sidewalk and that wasn't much further ahead. His plan was to duck into the building before the others caught up to him. In another forty yards, he reached the store and glanced back toward his pursuers. He could see a long shaft of light aimed in his direction from about thirty yards back. Tom groped around until he felt where the break in the window was, sliced two fingers in the process, and hopped through the window into the store. The broken glass made a loud crunching sound beneath his feet as he scurried toward the rear of the store. A beam of light danced around the east wall just as he bumped into a large object. Tom groped around and realized that it was a sales counter. He ran his hands along the top until he reached a corner, round the corner, and crouched down behind the counter. At that moment, he clearly heard the boys' voices and saw the beam shine on the ceiling directly above him. I'll bet he ran in there, he heard Hoops say. The light shone randomly all over the place as Chappie chanted, Tommy, Tommy, come out and play. We know you're in there. Tom felt his heart nearly beat out of his rib cage and held his breath. Cold sweat poured down his face and stung his eyes as he struggled to remain still in his awkward position. Let's go in and get him, Bummer said. Apparently he doesn't want to play with us, he added with a guffaw. A shot rang out and the slug tore through the counter Tom was hiding behind. Tom could actually smell the singed hole in the wood as he nervously felt around for the point of entry. He discovered a three-inch hole near his head. The bullet had missed him by only a couple of inches. 
The next one is for you, Tommy boy. Don't make us come in there and track you down. It's just going to make you suffer that much more when we find you. Giving himself up was not an option. He would stay where he was and wait it out, and pray for a miracle. Okay, mighty, we're coming in. There was a shuffling of feet as the boys climbed through the broken window and entered the store. Tom felt around behind his back for a weapon of some kind, but only got floor, counter, and air. His ass was cooked. The boy spread out and came toward him, Chappie in the center of the charge with the flashlight in one hand and the forty-four in the other. Tom watched helplessly as the beam shone on the floor just to his right. He suddenly saw a foot appear and knew that Chappie was one step away from killing him. Tom did the only thing left to do. He stuck his leg out into the aisle in a desperate attempt to trip Chappie up. The ploy didn't work. All he managed to do was ram his shin into the edge of the counter, causing him to howl in pain. Well, well, what have we here? By God, it looks like old Tommy boy. Tom braced himself and awaited the gunshot. He wanted to say a silent prayer, but didn't have time. Bang! Chappie cried. You're dead! All three broke out laughing. Tom stared up at Chappie wearily, trying to get a read on the demented sadist. What makes this scary son of a bitch tick? he wondered. Not quite yet, Tommy boy. We aren't going to let you off that easy, are we blokes? Not even, Bummer said. Nope, Tommy. I'm afraid that you've just done yourself some real pain. Now get the hell up, and I mean now, not tomorrow. Tom managed to get up onto his feet, his shin writhing in pain as he did so. Let's get the hell out of this morbid place. Lead the way toward the street, Tommy boy, and don't try anything funny, or believe me, I'll shoot your balls off one by one before I totally waste you. Tom stumbled toward the window and climbed out onto the sidewalk. He was so whipped now that he could only pray for salvation when they finally killed him. Let's take him back to the camp, boys. I've just got an idea, and it is freaking brilliant. What is it, Chappie? Bummer asked excitedly. Oh, I'm afraid it's just too good to give it up right now, lads. But I can tell you this. Tommy is going to be in for a howling good time when we get back. Shit, Chappie. Give us a hint anyway, Hoops pleaded. Hmm. Well, let's just say that we may have our other guest put on a real nice show for Tommy Boy here. A show that I think he'll enjoy beaucoup. The three had drawn up alongside, and Tom glanced over at Chappie. A sinister smile came to his face as Bummer exclaimed excitedly, Oh shit, man, I think I got a pretty good idea what you're talking about. Too freaking awesome, dude. The mention of this other guest made Tom wonder whom they might be referring to. Could it be Aaron? Was it possible? If so, then what had happened to Kyle? Or maybe the guest was Kyle and Aaron hadn't been caught yet. He needed to find out. Who's your other guest? The moment he spoke the last word, Tom felt something crash into his ribcage. Silence, Tommy boy. It's none of your goddamn business, and you had best keep your trap shut if you know what's good for you. You don't have any idea how close I am to maiming you with this piece. Are you getting the picture, mate? Or do I have to prove that I mean business here? Tom glanced over at Chappie, not sure if he should answer or not. He nodded instead. There you go, man, and let's just keep it shut until I say so. They had returned to where the jeep was parked, but instead of stopping, they moved past it. A moment later, Tom saw the vehicle they had apparently arrived in and did a double take. Parked in the middle of the street was a shiny black Cadillac hearse, complete with curtain windows. What do you think of our wheels, Tommy? Not many miles to a tank of petrol, but nice and roomy. Tom gasped, but remained silent. Let's put Tommy in the back, Hoops, along with the stiff. Tom glanced in horror at Chappie. The boy suddenly broke into laughter. No dead people back there, Tommy. I promise. 
Hoops took Tom around to the rear of the hearse and opened the tailgate. He gestured for him to climb in, no small task while wearing handcuffs. He managed to wrestle himself in and lie down on his side in the rear compartment, his head resting forward. Hoops slammed the tailgate door shut and came around to the side. All three of them got into the hearse with Bummer driving, Chappie in the front passenger seat, and Hoops in the back seat. We forgot the iBook, Hoops said after Bummer fired up the V8. Go get it, and the cell phone, Chappie ordered. Bummer pulled up beside the Jeep. Hoops hopped out, gathered up the items, and got back in. To camp, James, Chappie ordered. Bummer floored it, laid a patch, and sped east on 34th. Tom's vision was partially obstructed by the hearse's curtain windows, but he caught a quick glance at the Empire State Building as Bummer zoomed past it. A few minutes later, the hearse swung a left onto what appeared to be Park Avenue. Bummer slowed down a little as Tom peeled his eyes through the curtain in an effort to get a fix on where they were going. What we going to do about that heap, chappie, he heard Hoops say. Oh, hell, I don't know. It's really in bad shape, but all it's good for is petrol. That poor bloke was about as worthless as they come, eh? Bummer replied, no shit. Crap car, no good stuff except that cheap twenty-two, and nothing but attitude. Sweet hot lady, though. Sweet is an absolute understatement, bum. That hottie is going to provide us with many a premium ride. Makes me willy stiff just thinking about her. Jesus damn, our own white slave any time we want her. But just wait till she gets a shot of my throbbing Johnson. She won't want shit to do if you lily white punks after that, Hoops exclaimed. Hate to break it to you, mate, but size isn't everything. English charm and incredible longevity will have her crawling back for more from yours truly, Chappie said. Then Bummer chimed in. Screw both of you. Did you see the way she was looking at me after I made mincemeat of her boyfriend? That was a look of respect. She wanted to give it to me that very minute. Well, maybe once she got over the fact that I'd just split her lover boy's skull in two, that is. But I swear that whole goddamn whooping turned her sweet ass on. Bummer, you are one sick dude, Hoops declared. Screw you, Hoops. Tom's mind was reeling as he felt the hearse begin to slow down again. Aaron, he thought, and Kyle. They had to be talking about Aaron and Kyle. Who else could it be? Well, here we are. Home sweet home, Chappie announced. Let's get Tommy Boy out of this crypt and show him our humble abode. Tom squinted his eyes to see where they were. It looked like they were still on Park Avenue. Hoops came around to open the tailgate. Out, Tommy. Tom scooted out his ass toward the rear of the hearse and sat on the bumper long enough to take in the surroundings. The hearse was pulled up in front of 301 Park Avenue, more commonly known as, of all things, the Waldorf Astoria. As Tom let out a gasp, Chappie came around and pulled him onto his feet. So what do you think, Tommy boy? I'm speechless, was all Tom could say. The mere thought of these scuzzy delinquents inhabiting one of the world's most elegant hotels was inconceivable. You freaking should be, Chappie replied, and let's keep it that way. Chappie shoved Tom forward as they headed for the entrance of the famous Waldorf. Bummer held the door open, and Tom was unable to remain silent after seeing the inside. Where's all the light coming from? Chappie glared at him, and Tom saw murder in his eyes for speaking out of turn. The English boy's misguided pride, however, prevailed. Backup generators, Tommy. Practically everything in this place is fully functional, and quite comfortable, too, I might add. Tom squinted as he took in the elegant beauty of the Waldorf's lobby, bathed in light. A huge crystal chandelier cast delicate jewels of reflected light onto the marble floor. The stunning effect of the lush lobby lighting was a study in contrast from the dark, foreboding world he had just left outside.
Hungry Tommy? Chappie asked offhandedly. Tom could eat a horse. Starving. Too freaking bad, he quipped and giggled his girlish giggle. Can't feed you, I'm afraid, but I'll tell you what I can do for you while my mates and I enjoy a little snack. Tom saw Bummer grin a moronic grin out of the corner of his eye. Tom simply stood there and braced himself for whatever came next. This way, please, Chappie said, taking Tom by the arm and leading him across the lobby. I have a special place for you, to gather your thoughts and ponder the meaning of life. He led Tom over to a pair of doors located at the far side of the lobby, as Bummer and Hoops followed behind. Your roommate awaits you, Chappie announced as he swung open the doors. What Tom saw nearly made him vomit. Suspended by a wire cable attached to a chandelier on one end and wrapped around the wrists of his outstretched arms on the other was, or what used to be, Aaron's boyfriend, Kyle. He was totally nude and covered from head to toe in crimson trails of blood. His skull was shattered in several places, swollen to twice its original size and horribly disfigured, presumably Bummer's handiwork. Kyle had been used as a human pinata and now resembled a slaughtered animal hanging in a butcher shop. Tom stared for a moment in horror, then turned away. Chappie immediately pushed him into the room so hard that he fell to the floor. Take a good look at this luckless wretch, Tommy boy. Now you see what happens to intruders to our domain, and this piece of crap actually had the nerve to call me a limey asshole. Imagine that. Before I could recover from this untimely insult, Bummer was on the bloke quicker than flies on shit. Worked him over real good with his crowbar. Couldn't bring myself to stop him, actually. I'd be lying if I told you I didn't enjoy watching this worthless shit being turned into hamburger by my loyal might. Loved every minute of it, in fact. Tom's shoulder winced in pain from the fall. He sat for a moment and stared up at the three misfits standing before him, wondering where Aaron was at this moment. The last thing he wanted to do was let on to them that he knew Kyle and Aaron. That much he was sure of. Why is he, Tom began to ask, strung up? Let's just say that we had a little fun with the bastard before Bumma finished him off, and leave it at that. You'll know the rest soon enough. Tom gulped. He had nearly forgotten that he was a condemned man, or maybe he didn't want to remember after seeing Kyle hanging from the ceiling like a sacrificed animal. Have to find Aaron and get the holy hell out of here, he thought. He did not want to stick around long enough to find out the rest. Well, Tommy boy, I'm getting pretty hungry, so we'll leave you here so you and your new friend can hang out together until we finish eating. When we come back, you are in for one big surprise. I can hardly wait, Tom thought. Chappie led the other two out of the room, and the door swung shut behind them. He heard the click of a deadbolt and the muffled sound of their chuckles as they left him there in this death chamber. Tom tried hard not to look up at Kyle as he got to his feet and began casing out the room for a way out. <laughs> See Tom Run is copyright 2008 by Scott Wittenberg. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider purchasing a copy of the book, now available at scottwittenberg.com. Thanks for your support.